guys survivors and welcome to Now That's What I Call Survival Horror, the first aid spray show where we discuss various soundtracks from the survival horror genre, most specifically Resident Evil, and in this case, most specifically Resident Evil 2 2019 RE2 Remake. My name is Sai, I'm joined on this episode by Kelsey. Greetings Earthlings. And this is... This episode is all about me. <laughs> this is a <laughs> this is this was my game to choose. Um, I feel like I have some things to say about the remake to soundtrack. So I have gone through it. I have picked out my favourites. I have numbered them from ten down to one, like we do in every episode of this show. Uh, this is all opinion based, and there are going to be some opinions on on both sides, and we'd love to hear your opinions. So. If you're watching this on YouTube, head down to the comments and let us know what you think of the Remake 2 soundtrack, uh, what are your highlights, what what did you feel like was missed out of this list. And also I've got a question for everyone, you know, listening slash watching this. And also you, Kelsey, um, I think famously Remake 2 released with the classic soundtrack DLC. Um, and I know there are people out there, and there are people on our pan- panel that I think have never played the game with the original the original score that comes actually packaged with the game and instead just opt for the 98 version, which is totally fair because it's excellent, as we previously discussed, and it works really shockingly well. Um, you've played a lot of Remake 2. Do you, what side of the fence do you go? Do you often go for the nostalgia thing or do you leave the uh, the original soundtrack on as intended? Yeah, when I first, the very first time I played it, I played it with the, the 98 soundtrack. Really? Which sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like such a disservice to this game, and we'll, we'll probably touch on this a bit more as we go on. But yeah, I think I, I discovered really late when the game was coming out that you could play it with the original soundtrack. And for me, I was like, <laughs> it was like one of the number one selling points. I was like, wow, yes, can't <laughs> wait to do that. So it was a it was a few playthroughs. Like I was on maybe my third playthrough before I eventually heard the original soundtrack. Mm. Um, but now. Uh, a lot more so a weird thing happened when i got my series x um i lost all the dlc for this game mm. and i haven't actually played remake 2 with the 98 soundtrack for about a year and i've played it a lot in the past year and it's always been with the the new original score that came with it um yeah. so yeah i started <laughs> with the og one uh but yeah i've definitely come to to love the new one um yeah which we're going to get into Interesting. That boggles my mind. I couldn't see myself doing that at all. But uh, but yeah, I know people have a lot of opinions about this soundtrack, or lack thereof, I think people feel like, which is a fair criticism. It won awards for its uh, sound design, but I think the soundtrack was a, a point of contention for most of people, because it's, it's quite absent from the game, which I think is a shame, because when you listen to it in isolation, there's some really good stuff in there. A lot of it is... Great is around kind of like the action-packed moments and the boss fights and stuff that you'd expect. But there are some nice pieces of music um, that I'm really... They, ha- they haven't really mostly made this list, uh, in all fairness, but sound like the incidental music does exist for Remake 2, and it is, uh, it's, it's pretty decent, surprisingly so, I think. Yeah, uh, I think I agree. Um, it's I've definitely... There's a few, like two or three tracks that have always stuck out to me, but it isn't really until doing this... I think it's probably the first time like I've sat through and listened to it a couple of times mm. intently on headphones, and uh, you know I sent you a little message just saying, 
I can't believe actually how good this is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's taken me by surprise. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on here. Mm. I don't think I've publicly banged the drum for the soundtrack enough, but I have always said that people should absolutely check it out in that fashion because, uh, uh, yeah, I do think it's going to surprise people. But uh, unless you've got anything else, let's not delay. Let's get into number 10, I think. Let's go for it. Cool. Well, number 10, starting things off perhaps very appropriately right at the beginning. Number 10 is Raccoon City. So, like the section of the game that this music plays over, I wish we had more of it. I wish we had more of Raccoon City Streets. I know that's a fairly popular opinion, it's not, and that's not a surprise. Um, we'd get more of an opportunity to hear this music as well, that very much reminds me of the same vibe of the 98 version. The big reverberating drums that immediately give you that tension about what's going on, the, your surroundings and the hellscape that you've been pretty much just dropped into. Which is, again, the same with RE2, save for the gas station, sort of, if you want to call it a tutorial with Remake 2. After that's over, it just goes, boom, here you are in the middle of the street, surrounded by fire and zombies. Which is, uh, was, was nice, so that they start exactly the same in that fashion. And the music very much reminds me of the original in that way. Uh, you've got the, uh, the RE2 theme, the light motif, which is going to come up again and again throughout this, so... Uh, just to be more specific about that, what I'm referring to is the da 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 da, da you know, uh, and that yeah. is sprinkled in throughout um, all of the soundtrack, which is nice. But uh, to kick things off with this as well, and in in the way that I love about a lot of Resident Evil music, this kind of straddles that line of a coherently structured piece of music and also just waves of atmosphere and texture that are just, and as you just said, with headphones. Uh, you, there's stuff going on in different corners at all different times. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just layers of tension and and that kind of thing, which is exactly what you want. Uh, I don't have a lot more to say other than that. I just thought it was a really solid way to kick off the game, um, and I wish that we got more of this piece of music and of Raccoon City Streets in general. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think I'm imagining this. Um, although this is a much longer track, it has weirdly the same pace and sound and feel of that 15 second intro to the title screen from the original you know the percussion you mentioned yeah uh, maybe actually, this is something mm. it it feels like it, it feels like this is the first you know obviously this piece of music is way less retro and more modern um and as we've mentioned the soundtrack has homages uh, homages to the original kind of all over it but i think this is the first one and I reckon it's a little callback to that. And it, it could just be, you know, sometimes you fill in the gaps with these things. But right. um, yeah, the, the percussion, it overshadows most of the track, but it definitely has something that really sucks you in. Um, it feels very, very much like a chase. You know, those strings could kind of be anything whizzing by, like mm. a train, somebody sprinting away from zombies or a pack of dogs or something. And you're you're spot on with the, the borderline incoherent thing, which is kind of like a funny way to describe it. But it it they made it work. And there's something really unique about that. And then it's a bit like uh, 
uh, I was having to think about this. It's like the composer walked into the room, sort of gave some tempo notes and just went, go nuts to everybody. <laughs> and they all just danced around each other. And I think this might be the closest we'll ever get to survival horror jazz. <laughs> what? That's an amazing statement right there, I think. I'd like to challenge that. I hope it's not the yeah. case. I hope we get some more survival horror jazz. Um, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I um, I hadn't thought about the classic 98 intro, but you're right, it is very similar to that, the percussion stuff. Mm. Uh, definitely. Definitely. It's, yeah... It, it really does conjure up that classic. I, you've heard countless stories, and my own Resident Evil origin story starts with I booted up RE2 and I died immediately because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and this conjures up that same feeling. With Remake 2, the control scheme is a lot more forgiving and a lot more mm. known, let's put it that way. Uh, people yeah. are very used to like this kind of style of gameplay. And you're not immediately overwhelmed. I don't know... Actually, I say I don't know anyone that's died there, but I do. But that's for that's that's on them for like staring intently at the backgrounds and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but it's very unlikely that you're actually going to get into a proper scrape in this very short moment. But it, you know, it goes okay. Big scary horror, everything's happening kind of music. So it's a perfect way to kill the game for me. Yeah. So you say that. Uh, obviously, I, I've sped run this game uh, many times, and the amount of times I've just directly ran straight into that first group of. <laughs> zombies is uh not <laughs> one i care to admit but uh it's it's more than five <laughs> fair enough fair enough because you're kind of on autopilot and you're just like oh yeah that was incorrect <laughs> i guess so yeah okay uh let's go in a different direction number nine is the straight and winding So this one is quite a unique one. Um, as I said, a lot of this music is going to be fairly upbeat uh, or up-tempo kind of stuff. So it's unique in that sense. Um, but I would actually say that if this game was going to have its own new save room theme that didn't riff on anything pre-existing, I think it's this. And I don't think people realise or talk about the fact that this is kind of a save room theme because it plays in a very specific save room that I don't think if you return to the room I don't think it plays the classic I, I should have checked this beforehand but I don't think it plays the classic 98 uh, save room I think it's always playing this the room in question is the room in the sewers with the typewriter obviously with the typewriter in the item box where you put the chest plugs in the puzzle um, uh, so it's it, it's that particular part and it's really interesting that they picked a unique piece of music for this part in the game and didn't just go, oh, this is the new save room theme. Um, and I think that it's really effective because, especially in Claire's scenario, at this point in the game, things have really kind of changed up um, because we've now got Sherry in danger. We've seen, we've met Annette and we've kind of seen the relationship between those two, which is terribly fractured. Um, we kind of, so we have our own sort of goal here at this point um, mm. beyond just get out, which is sort of how I feel about 
the situation that Leon is in a bit more. It's, it's a bit more simple, obviously, as we all know. Kind of uh, Claire's campaign has a bit more meat to it in that sense. Um, and also, rather appropriately, in Claire's scenario at this point, Mr. X has just been ended by Birkin. So it's a nice piece of music to take a breather to because you don't get to you don't have to deal with a tyrant when you go back up into the police station after this. Um, in terms of the music, though, rather than just <laughs> talking about where it plays, um, this piece of music I really needed to include here because it's uh, just the perfect example of Remake 2's specific musical identity. And what I mean by that is it has this kind of ghostly droning sound that appears throughout a lot of the incidental and a lot of the downplayed music. All throughout the OST, it's just a lot of light and airy stuff that is debatably light on actual content and melody and stuff. It is just sort of like the atmosphere of... As you said, sort of stuff rushing by your ears, but maybe not rushing in this case, but sort of gentle gust of musical wind almost. Um, And if you've got the headphones on with this one, you do get some sort of ambient stuff on top of that that's much more mechanical. You get sort of like the hum of the machines in the sewers you can kind of hear and these sort of strange tapping sounds, which I always appreciate and arguably perhaps a throwback to the 98 version, which has a lot of that like banging and crashing going on. Um, yeah, I think this is a wonderful piece of music, to be honest. Yeah, uh, very well put. I completely agree about that point of how this is perfect for Claire, and then for Leon, it kind of makes no sense. Um, yeah, uh, but it's, it's it's not. Is this used in Leon's, or is it different for Leon's? I think it is. I, I think remember. it's in both. But it again, is. I should have yeah, done the yeah. research. <laughs> no, but that, that's fine. I mean, either way, it's, it's kind of it doesn't really matter. But yeah, you think about what happened to Leon. It's like okay, he's. he's dodged a crocodile and uh, <laughs> this uh, strange woman has messed him around and fallen into some rubbish and he's got to get out uh, mm. whereas Claire has the whole the whole Sherry deal and Sherry and Annette and you're completely right with that and it just works so much better with this music I love those sort of hums and screeches and taps that you talked about um, and it's funny that you say this is kind of a lot more like gentle and airy uh, which it is kind of like a save room but also, kind of on top to sort of take that further, I would say it weirdly feels like a bit of a migraine because there's this drowny mm. kind mm. of nature about it. And those weird touches, the, that machinery stuff, gives it this kind of sort of underlying pain vibe is sort of one way I've tried to put it. Um, and Claire's taking a breather, but at the same time, she's just kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, like this is actually happening, you know? And yeah. so it's that mix of relax and think about what's it's this pain she's she's getting a migraine from this <laughs> there's a lot there's, there's a lot to cope with right now and uh like tone wise i do really enjoy this this type of music and then uh, on a production level that kind of minimal nature is very similar to when i was kind of like first discovering music production it was this was like the direction i was going and i'm mm. drawn to that mm. like playing around with pads and synth woodwind and stuff like that those gusts that you mentioned um so yeah this is this is such a great choice and i think like like many of these picks this is just one that i think is possibly been overlooked by people due to using the og soundtrack and this this one's really strong and this this is the soundtrack kind of jumps around between uh chaotic and bombastic and then ones like this which almost kind of directly tie into that sort of deep you know meaty part of the story that you've talked about and yeah big, big fan of this one yeah, I think that the sort of lack of coherent that we were talking about before 
is kind of where that migraine sort of feeling comes from because a lot of the like pads and stuff that you mentioned they're just like sliding on top of each other they all seem to it's not like one and then the next you know it's just kind of doing its own thing which creates that almost kind of suffocating atmosphere even though the actual tones they've used aren't particularly threatening or anything but because Mm. there's just sort of stuff going on and doing its own thing yeah it's it's an interesting way to put it certainly Cool. Right. Well, number eight is Looming Dread. I think some people are probably going to be a little bit upset that this is quite high up the list. I think I think people love this one. Uh, it's got big hype feels for certain. It's, this is definitely a uh, an increase in tempo from the last one. Uh, specifically, this is Hunks, aka Hunks theme. Um, I think for me, I find some of the side games in RE like Four Survivor fun at first but kind of short and repetitive and a little bit tiring and boring the more you just play them over and over again you know enemies in the same spots and stuff like that um so i know i'd never find myself particularly playing re2's fourth survivor or overly playing mercenaries in general but thinking about re3 and stuff um this one though when you've got like a banger like this sort of pushing you on uh, it certainly helped me feel like, yes, I need to unlock Tofu. I need to get through this. Which, once you boot up for Survivor, your first few attempts are going to end pretty miserably. It's an uphill climb. Um, I don't think it's really fair to compare the original 98 soundtrack and the 2019 soundtrack too much because they're so different. Uh, that being said, this is just straight up better than the old boring hunk theme which is just like a really short like kind of goofy loop to be honest this is the kind of music that hunt deserves this is what he needed uh in a modern resident evil game as his sort of grand return um on spotify there's so many different names that are associated with the soundtrack on spotify this particular track is credited to kantaro uh nakajima uh can i just say this man knows exactly what he's doing with creating a pulse synth beat there's like yes. this wonderful texture to it, this combination of like a pseudo bassline thing, and then this synth kick drum. They're out of kilter with each other, but in a way that you don't notice unless you're actually really listening out for it. And then it swells and swells and swells, and then you get these violins that explode in. Um, and considering that the violins are just they're they're very erratic. They're kind of like it feels like it could all shake apart at any moment. Uh, but I find this a very hummable melody that the violins are playing, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, super awesome hype track. It is there are better tracks in the soundtrack, but it was always going to make the top ten. Yeah, a big hype is correct for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's like some of the other terms kids use? Like no right to go this hard. It's lit. <laughs> it's fire. Like all, yes. all those things apply to this. Um, yeah, 
uh, I'm with you. Like, it even sounds like it's got gunshots in it as well, and I think it's likely just the drums have been tweaked in mm. a way to sound like shots. But I I love that. Um, and like weirdly, like you, you know, those sort of side things like hunk can be tiring. And I think for the original, I can count count on maybe two hands twice the amount of times I've personally attempted that original right. hunk run. Uh, remake two might be more punishing, but I was doing a lot of it during my speed running and then this music it just 100 percent pushes you to keep going mm. which is kind of pretty much the aim is your speed running you know like you're trying to dodge everything um and yet yeah, and to have this there is uh is very helpful and yeah it is an absolute banger um i'm gonna gonna go a little bit further uh with my uh shall we say analysis and extrapolating on this one so those violins um they're sort of mixed with like that weird little glitchy mini bridge sound effects at yeah. 58 seconds, I think it is. And like the combination of all that stuff makes it truly sound like a nightmare. And it's all a bit weird and trippy. And that's like exactly what Fourth Survivor is. You're just overcome with zombies and BOWs, this total nightmare situation. And it, yeah, it just, it, it, it captures that. Uh, it, it's so different to other stuff on the soundtrack, but it just, it captures that feeling of being in a nightmare. And mm. uh, I think Hunk as a character just seems to only become more beloved every time he appears. And this music just, it's like, oh yeah, let's help replant that flag with this absolute yes. banger. And <laughs> yeah. so it is, it's done him a lot of favors in that respect. And uh yeah, yeah, really, really enjoy it. And just because I know the fandom will love this, I also really enjoy it because it was used in the RE verse beta as well. <laughs> as it should be, because it's big hype. Yes. Just like yeah. RE verse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. It's uh, it's one of those things now where if we get some kind of hunk reappearance, I don't exactly know what that would entail, but outside of RE verse. This music needs to come along in some form. We need to reference this music. Like screw screw the RE2 theme and it's weird <laughs> yeah. weird piece of music. This needs to be Hunk's theme going forward. There's a reason why when people are just discussing Hunks in like a Discord server or on Twitter or whatever, someone will come in and just post the theme and be like there it is and we'll we'll be like yep, yep there it is. <laughs> it is uh yeah, it's everlasting, that's yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, staying up tempo. Number seven is Collapse. So something that's really cool um, about Resident Evil 2 Remake's soundtrack, and you kind of asked about it, does Leon use the straight and winding? Um, is Largely the game, depending on what character you pick, doesn't matter for the soundtrack, but there are a few pieces uh, that get swapped out, that they have kind of unique yeah. themes. Um, most importantly, Leon and Claire have different final bosses, so they should have different final boss themes, and they also have different escape themes, which is really interesting and cool. Even though their escapes are largely the same, 
Um, it is cool. It, you know, it's it's nice because I think the Escape the Lab is such a staple of the series that making the Escape the Lab theme is really important. So it's cool they went, well, what if we did two really good Escape the Lab themes? Um, yeah, like Looming Dread, this is hype AF. Um, but it has some real restraint to it for a quite a decent length of the song. It's it's trying to hold itself together, trying to hold it in a bit. You've got these dancing violins, the underpinned brass. I'm a sucker for brass, as everyone knows. These percussive sort of military roles. It really keeps you on the edge as things just keep getting louder and more chaotic and as you're running through all these corridors where the walls are exploding around you and then the floor sort of caves in and all that, you know, everything collapses, pun pun intended. Um, And then you do get that moment, it's about 90 seconds in when the brass goes, right, out of the way, boys, and just takes centre stage, uh, which is just awesome. It just, like, you can feel it. If you're playing the game, if you're playing the game, like, and you haven't played it before, or you haven't played it in a long time, or you're playing on a difficulty that you're not used to, you'll feel this in your chest at this point. Um, it's so perfectly apt for the part of the game that it takes place in. Uh, yeah, just super cool, and exactly what a modern... very And, and Remake 2 being very cinematic is exactly what it needed. Yeah. Um, so I know you've been kind of mostly positive about it there, but here... This is one of the first times we're going to have to have words about this list. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I know this is your list, and okay, this has made this made your top ten, but the fact that this didn't make your top five is <laughs> incredibly upsetting to okay, me. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, sure, this is your list. Yeah, whatever. Um, but so because this track, um, this is I've said it before. I think to a few people, this has become easily one of my favorite pieces of music across the franchise not mm. just this game mm. i love this piece of music um there is obviously a lot of music in re but this is just so powerful and you know you've touched on it you have in 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 your kind of breakdown of it um but uh and this is one of the ones that i mentioned earlier once i started playing with um the the soundtrack for the remake this was always one that really, really stuck out to me kind right. of more than anything. Um, it's uh, it, it it is kind of throwback to RE2 a little bit with some of the stuff that goes on and those final themes you get in the game. Um, but it is also yeah, it's kind of brand new as well, and yeah, uh, it's it's got that power behind it. And we we talked about the violins on some of the other tracks as well. Um, but interestingly, and this is another one where I've been listening to this and I, I thought about this the first time I heard it. So the violins, I think these are about as close to a sample as you can get without actually being a sample. And I think in music, when you sometimes look in, you know, the inlays, you'll see interpolation of so-and-so and it's mm. like, it's not quite a sample, but they take a structure of other music and they reuse it. Um, let to make sure I say this properly. So uh, Dmitry Shostakovich... Symphony number no. seven in C major, Leningrad. Right? <laughs> now right, okay. those words might mean they might mean absolutely nothing to anybody, but um so this is a huge reference point in this track. And just to be clear, I'm not some kind of classical music expert, <laughs> but that piece of classical music has been used in some modern songs. Um, some great tracks. One of them is Ill Manners by Plan B, the other is The Phoenix by Fallout Boy. 
and though it just uh, those songs the violins in those songs it kind of goes dun 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 it's almost like a gallop with the violins and it's here in collapse and i went and listened to the original classical music and listened to this and it's not identical but there's i mean there's no way i think it has to have been a reference point you know they're obviously listening to a lot of classical music and mm. some people listening might be aware of that sample that i'm talking about but i i encourage you to go and listen to uh dmitry shostakovich <laughs> symphony number no. seven in c major leningrad and you will hear those violins from this track and then once that brass hits in yeah, just my God. You're like, I'm already freaking out. This whole place is collapsing. And now there is this literal siren just shouting at yeah. me. Just warm, <laughs> warm. And yeah, it just builds and builds. And yeah, it's, I absolutely love it. This is such a brilliant um, escape theme. And as I've said, it's become one of my favorites in the franchise. I'm going to stop talking. Otherwise, I'm going to talk about it for another 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, great, great choice. Just very upset it didn't make your top five. <laughs> I know it's a popular one. Um, and there's definitely... We could <laughs> we should do a tear-death experience on just the two escape themes from this game. Yes. Because I feel like that's definitely a discussion all in itself that I'd love to get loads of different opinions on. Because um, they... Yeah, there's... It's, it, I'd love to see what side everyone lands on it. So now I know which one your favourite is. That's good to know. I, I certainly wasn't <laughs> expecting classical music facts to be dropped, but that's awesome. I, yeah, yeah. I, I am absolutely 100% going to have to look into that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. There you go. Learn something. And it's funny <laughs> that you, you ended about why well, there's a literal siren going on. My brain is playing this music to me while we're talking to it. Those big brass yeah. hits, literally, they're paced out so perfectly that it actually just sounds like a siren going off as well. Yep. Like when it yep. really gets big and it's just boom, boom. It's yeah, it's like an alarm within the music, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very Love well it. thought through. All right, number six. <laughs> Here we go. Is RPD <laughs> Hall. This one might be the controversial one, maybe, perhaps, uh, in its third appearance on Now That's What I Call Survival Horror to Date. The RPD so Hall far. theme. Yeah, <laughs> that's so far, right. Um, so, Remake 2 largely doesn't remake the original OST, which I don't think is something that we've talked too much about. We've talked about how it's kind of referenced it, and you've got the light motif and stuff like that. that it does similar, uh, but it doesn't just one for one. Um, take any of the songs and just go we're just going to do that it's, some, of them, some of them are fairly similar um, but most of them like the first floor and the second floor and you don't get any of that it's, it's something completely original um, but if we were to enter the RPD in this game and we didn't hear the big church bell I think that would have been a big mistake it would have been very very wrong and so, it sounds perhaps it sounds very silly and a little bit trite but I think that really, really would have upset some people. Um, so we needed a reference to that classic piece of music. And what makes it even better is this version almost 
the way, just the first few seconds are brilliant. It almost drags itself to life as you come through the doors. Like like someone sort of spinning an old vinyl record up. It just sort of like rises to itself. Um, and then once we get through just the touch of nostalgia at the start, it kind of floats, much in the same way we're talking about Straight and Winding and a lot of the other music and the soundtrack. It just kind of floats from moment to moment. You've got all these sort of memorable motifs from the original game, but in like soft, ghostly remake two style. It's very loose, it's very airy, it's very open, um, which kind of makes the precinct feel very empty because of the music. It feels very haunted. It feels hollowed out. Um, This version I find to be a lot sadder than the original, uh, which is perhaps appropriate because if you were to look at the whole of the RPD in 2 and 3... It's not, I mean, it's a very sad location with some terrible stories that happened in it, but the main hall isn't really the focus of that. A lot of the destruction and stuff that you see and read about is elsewhere throughout the corridors and stuff. But Remake 2 specifically has some some big sort of cutscenes and big moments, and most importantly, the player sort of organically coming across Marvin getting up as a zombie. Uh, done outside of a cutscene, it, it just kind of happens, and you as a player have to deal with it how you want to deal with it. And that moment is obviously very memorable. Uh, and this track specifically makes me think of that, sort of coming back into this sort of reasonable place of safety. And the sad music makes a whole lot more sense when Marvin finally sort of succumbs to his infection. Um, it's not a... I don't think it's a scratch on the original. I'm quite surprised that it got as far as number six. But listening back to it, I think it's very underrated. Yeah. Uh, this is a difficult one for me to analyze um Mm -hmm. basically because nothing in my mind and this is complete bias nothing can just replace the original rpd hall for me absolutely and i think i made i made my feelings clear on that in when we did resident evil 3 um and how i feel about that spoilers is one of the greatest pieces of music of all time and ever um (laughs) but you know, you make great points about the sadness, and I think that is the key thing here. And the way that links into Marvin, you know, great observation. It's it totally works with Marvin being such a big part of the game. Mm. Uh, and yes, it's softer and emptier, a little bit like you've mentioned as well. But it has those references to the original theme um, for whatever reason, whether they had to put them in or not. But for me. Because it has those references and because nothing can replace the original, that almost makes me enjoy this less. Um, right. It's it's not a bad piece of music by any stretch. It's actually pretty fantastic. Um, it has those subtle layers that bring kind of feeling of tragedy, as you say. Um, but because it has those references, and I'm biased <laughs> and an idiot, it feels <laughs> too much. It feels like a fan homage. This is like a Resident Evil fanfic but the music version and because of my kind of deep personal connection with the original i'm like i would have rather they just made something 100 completely new and didn't touch those references i get why they did i'm just yeah that's kind of where i feel that's where i land on it and yes the track is mostly new but it has those little echoes of rpd hall 98 mm. and all that being said, I do think it is objectively great, and I can see why this would make your list. But I'm just like, not my RPD hall, not my <laughs> RPD hall. <laughs> Which the statue's in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know it's irrational, but hey, humans are irrational all the time. So uh, yeah, that's how I feel. 
At least you've... Yeah, I like that. I like... It. Here's my opinion, but also here's why it's arguably wrong. It's like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I do get it. I agree with you in the sense that I think it was important. As I said when I opened it, I think it's important that they did this in some form. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just have avoided it. Um, it is the central theme of the game. Um, it's... It's the main hub theme of Resident Evil. Like, no other game... Not met, not, not everyone thinks all these classic RE games have a hub, and they absolutely do, but not all of them have this is sort of like the core of the area theme. So there was no getting away from doing something that was reminiscent of what they did. I think they did a fantastic job without treading on the legacy. So, but that's just yeah, me. I suppose. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it controversial, don't you worry. Number five, <laughs> number five is save theme model screen. I couldn't resist putting this in here. Um, it's, uh, you know, it sucks that we don't get this this version of the save theme in the main game. It sucks that this actually exists but isn't part of the campaign through the actual story of the game. Um, I understand why it isn't, because you need... That silence is a big part of Remake 2's uh, sounds identity where it's all about the ambient noise of the station and you know tyrant's footsteps stomping around you don't want music necessarily mm. distracting from moments like that really memorable moments but uh, yes this is the extended version of uh, the save theme um, I think if on first sort of listen to it I think you'd be forgiven for thinking that it is just a simple updated conversion um, mm. and to an extent, it is really just what it needs to be. That is correct. They haven't gone over the top with it. There isn't... If anything, there's less bells and whistles. Um, it has that really distant, ethereal droning in the background that ties it into the rest of Remake 2 soundtrack. Um, and a melody that every single person who's played the original Resident Evil 2 knows is very much intact. It might even be prettier than it's ever been. Um, what's... Something that I didn't even necessarily realise until listening to it recently is that they've actually changed the instrumentation completely. It seems to be played on a harp, which is really cool because mm. the fact I always felt like the fact that it was played on a piano is a quite a big part of its identity in Resident Evil 2. It's, very, it's a very strong sound that that save room theme has in the original game. Um, so then for, to be bold enough to change it, you could just play it very gently on a piano transpose it up an octave or two or whatever um but the fact that they appear to have changed it sounds like a harp to me that seems like a really nice kind of understatedly bold uh decision it is simple but i still think it's effective all these years later um uh its placement in the game perhaps notwithstanding being basically relegated to an option screen where you look at your action figures notwithstanding i still think it's just a great piece of music yeah, I'm so happy you picked a uh, 
not in the actual game screen piece of music mm-hmm. um like i'm having flashbacks to picking options screen Mario <laughs> uh, so yeah this, this is a great pick um now to completely contradict myself on that previous <laughs> one we talked about this one i do enjoy the references to and the echoes of the original um yeah they're there and maybe the instrument instrument change kind of helps that and i think you're right i think it is a harp uh, and it's very hard to disagree that there isn't something much prettier about the way it sounds here compared to the original. And weirdly, if it being a harp, it almost, and this uh, might be being stupid, but it kind of ties into even just the art style of the RPD itself mm. with the statues and, you know, and that kind of thing. I can kind of imagine one of those statues holding a harp sure. and it, it fits right in. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and the feeling of it, uh, it is very strong. It hits you in the feels, as people say. Right. And uh, it's weird, though. It almost feels less like a save room theme um, because it feels... It does feel pretty. But again, the sadness is there. This is mm. like you've lost a lover or something. Like, it's just so... Uh, it's it's less... feels less protective and more mournful. Yes, um, yeah. And... I still prefer the less subtle nature of the one in the original, but yes, this is great. And I sometimes think, you know, music can run a risk of like losing some character if you try too hard to be soft and subtle. And you mentioned, I think, towards the start, arguably that some of this music is lacking in content and and, uh, Mm. the soundtrack's lacking in content, which, you know, is a fair thing to say, but whether it's good or bad is is up for debate. Um, And yeah, so I... I I love I love subtle music, but I think I find myself always preferring less subtle music, and mm. um, I think that's what's appealing about a lot of '80s music, which of course the original soundtrack draws a lot from. Right. And uh, there's like nothing subtle about '80s music. People just discovered all this colourful stuff you could do with synthesizers, and the world has never been the same again. Mm. And uh, eight, you know, this is not '80s sounding here in the modern one. It's more uh, it's more elegant uh has kind of a a natural feel to it Mm. um i think this definitely belongs in the top five um yeah it's it is special and i we keep referencing the original i'm like oh i prefer the original prefer the original you know thinking about this list here this does belong in the top five this is one of the best ones on the soundtrack so we can agree there for sure (laughs) excellent okay it was appropriate that you described it with the word mournful because number four is mournful pursuit Let's bring this way, way up tempo after that. Uh, this might well be the most bombastic track on the soundtrack it's, as a whole, uh, which it should be. It is the final battle with Birkin. Uh, well, save for G5, I guess. Uh, this yeah. is the, the end boss for Claire's campaign. Uh, you know, your fight against this 
monstrosity that is itself completely lost its grip on reality and jumped right off into bombastic madness. Um, it can't really keep itself upright, and you get to wield a Gatling gun at it. It's exactly how the game should end, with the most nonsensical, epic ridiculousness. Um, I really like the Birkin themes across both RE2s. It's a really tough choice. Uh, I went back and forth between this and Third Demise, which is the G3 fight, but... There is such a grandeur to this that I just can't get enough of it. It literally yes. starts with the RE2 leitmotif as like an entry point, and then it becomes this lumbering rhythm which so perfectly matches this. I don't. E I can't even describe what Birkin G4 is. You know, it's it, it's sort of a quadruped, but it doesn't move like anything re in, in reality, does it? It's it's become yeah. its own otherworldly beast which is so perfectly great for like the way that the, the brass sort of lumbers along um and the strings that kind of like there's this moment where the brass and strings just keep going down and down and like scaling down that i find very memorable but also very threatening which, which is exactly what you want to have a final boss fight and of course most importantly you need that latin choir that is just a big part of mm. resident evil 2 in general um in 98, perhaps, it's went a little bit too hard, but it just fits in so well here, sort of swelling in the background of the track. Um, yeah, it's it, it, the Latin choir part, can't, can't really overstate that it m plays a huge part in making this track just come together. It makes the track feel larger than life, um, even though it isn't really used for the actual driving melody of the thing. It just underpins absolutely everything about this. It's an epic moment of the game. It needed an epic piece of music. Uh, yeah, Mournful Pursuit. So it was a, a, As far as versus the two final boss fights, this one was easy for me. Okay, so you know me and my references, right? I do <laughs> Here we go. make a, a, a sick reference. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, it, this is total Godzilla. That you know, yes. you must know the famous Godzilla riff, yep, yep. you know, piece, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, I won't call this a ripoff because it's not, but that big bass drop feels like such a brilliant homage to the famous Godzilla theme, and it, it makes sense considering where this appears in the game, mm. you know. <laughs> so, and then it does it again when the brass kind of goes down the scale later in the track, and it's just like, yeah. It's, it's pure, pure Godzilla. Those who uh, know the piece of music I'm talking about uh, should be able to hear that. Um, and yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, there's so much going on in this track and um, there's a lot to enjoy. There's a lot to pick apart. This um, It's weird that it's called Mournful Pursuit mm. because it's, it's not mournful compared to the previous uh, piece of music. Um, yeah, this, this feels way closer to the original feel of the boss themes, uh, but still very new as well. This is like a pure demon god here to finish the job and take your soul type piece of music, <laughs> which, you know, that choir helps with. Mm. Um, brilliant boss fight video game music. I'm not sure what else you want, really. Uh, it's supposed to be... It's weirdly supposed to be like this terrifying track, but this honestly just makes me smile, this piece of music. There's so much fun to be had with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this is definitely a top five. I agree. Excellent. Cool. Well, <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say on it. I'm glad we're in agreement. Um, suck it, Mr. X. Your boss fight theme sucks. 
Um, <laughs> 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 well, maybe it doesn't suck, but it certainly it, it, it wasn't really a consideration. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to stay with Claire's scenario because that's... Hello, I'm sorry, that's what I do. But uh, number three is Expansion. So yeah, one step back from the final boss theme, we are talking about the other Escape the Lab theme from Claire's scenario. Um, unlike the final boss theme conversation, of which was very one-sided, uh, both of the Escape themes have made this list. Mm. But this one edges it out for me. They're both really good, but this one um, I feel is exceptional. Um, it starts with this... It's almost like a call and response it feels like it wants to be a call and response but it just goes unanswered which is really interesting this on the violin which kind of sets the tension right immediately um you've got the light motif of resident evil of course resident evil 2 that comes in immediately after that and then <laughs> and then it changes immediately again uh to this strange piano like looping arpeggiated sort of piano part that sounds literally like someone being wheeled in on a crash cart in a medical drama it would not be out of place in er or whatever show you want to pick Grey's anatomy i don't know um and then the most important thing about why this rocketed so hard up the list is the fact that the violins then come back from the beginning that I was talking about, this unanswered call and response. Then you get the leitmotif coming back as well. And all three things just come together. Um, if you don't know what I mean by that, please, please go back, skip back or go find it on wherever you listen to your music and listen, just listen to the music sort of and think about it piece by piece uh, and then listen to all those pieces come back together to sort of like contribute to the overall effect. Um, piano in if done right I know it's an easy thing but to say but if piano is done right it really adds so much to music like this and you get like a real human feeling that is not in Leon's escape theme and it doesn't need to be it absolutely doesn't need to be but I think it's perfect for the fact that as Claire you are not just trying to escape yourself you are responsible for getting Sherry out of there as well so it adds to the sort of desperation and it adds a more personal touch than Leon's theme which is a great cinematic moment um but this has some humanity in it as well which is quite important uh, I'm not I'm not here to bash on Welcome to Raccoon City but if they had made a film that was just a remake 2 film I would very be very I'd be writing angry letters to the studio if this piece of music didn't appear in it because it is <laughs> modern cinema perfection this piece of music Yes, uh, we'll definitely have no bashing of Welcome to Raccoon City, thank you. <laughs> um, look, I know that I bigged up Collapse. Um, I bigged it up a lot, and I think the bombasticness of Collapse kind of makes me enjoy it more in the context of the game, but here we are, and yeah, you're kind of totally spot on with this, and how we originally mentioned how that other piece of music was just more relevant to Claire, 
Um, mm. It happens again here, mm. and yeah, uh, the piano making an appearance. Um, this puts it in a very different league to Collapse, um, and it absolutely works better. Uh, I think as a callback, uh, kind of to the themes from the game, both musically and narratively, um, just in terms of how it makes you feel. And I'm, I'm sure. I don't know if this is the exact piano from the original, but in the final cutscene when Claire is like, "I have the antidote. I have to give it to her." That's when the music drops and it does the little piano as well. Mm. So it's very similar to that. Um, and so this is definitely a much, I suppose, much more intelligent piece of music when you put the two escape themes side by side. Um, and yeah, just going back to how it ties into Claire and Sherry and all that emotion. Um, I've like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go as far in saying you've convinced me that this is better, but <laughs> this is like, I'm gritting my teeth because you make <laughs> such a damn good case. And, uh, you know, you mentioned tear death experience. So that's basically what we're doing here. We're doing a mini <laughs> version of that. Um, and yeah, it's like it's a funny thing about taste because I would argue that, like in many ways, you and I, our tastes are kind of very similar, particularly with with some music. And then I think about it is what what is it that's making us land in different places on the, these two collapse themes, uh, to to escape themes. Um, so I'll put you on the spot, and I know you usually host, but you know, did you what, do you have any thoughts on why that is? What is this? Is this character based? Because here I am, sort of going nuts for this Leon one, which is, yeah, all right. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And then I... there's this Claire one, which is a lot more emotional. And is it just tied to how many times we've heard the other or, you know, cause I'm sure we can agree. They're both superb pieces. Yes. Music Collapse has made your top 10. Um, and there's no wrong, wrong answer, but there's two people who love Resident I mean, Evil 2. Why, why do we go on these different escape routes? I do. Uh, see what I did. I did, I did wonder about <laughs> that, you know, when I was looking at this, I was like, I've picked three pieces of music that are, well, two of them are specifically from Claire's campaign. And one of them, as mm. I pointed out, just feels like it fits her campaign a lot more. And is that because I played uh, played the game more as Claire? I probably have played it more as Claire at this point. It was the campaign that I started with. It's, you know, my favorite character in the series. Yeah, yeah, I have to wonder if that is a deciding factor. Am I just more interested in that narrative that story of part of the resident evil 2 story more and that's why mm. the music lands with me because it does feed into that story so well uh, but it might well be in this particular case as you have just pointed out you can there is no wrong way these are all opinion lists and that's the beauty of it there is no wrong way to do a top 10 music list mm. the way that you did your re3 was perfectly valid uh, I think Steve said before, he's like, he just picks the stuff that sounds good to him. And that is absolutely yeah. the way you should do it. Maybe you're right. Maybe I just put this in here because I'm a nerd. And I was like, <laughs> look at the way it just like does three things and then puts those things together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it might well just be that. Also, uh, not to get too far ahead of myself, maybe I just read this. They're both. No, I would say this is much more heroic sounding to me. Um, and yeah. there's no, you know, that can be the case with an escape re escape theme or not. It doesn't have to be. It can sound more terrifying, or it can sound more like you're going to save the day. And maybe at that point, this point, uh, that's what appeals to me. I don't know, but uh, it could be any of those factors. I'm glad that that yeah. both of them are so good that we can have this debate, though. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, I, I, I cannot argue that Claire's, you know, campaign is just far more 
interesting oh god i'm gonna get smothered for saying that. Um, <laughs> like there's just there is a lot more connection going on with it and mm. like uh you know i i love claire and i've i played as claire first as well and i i do i think i prefer claire's to leon's but i don't know it's just something about the music i think sometimes it's in in two minds with video games like in uh it's like do i do i want the ridiculousness to today right or do i want the yeah do i want to be uh do i want to connect with this today it's it's weird isn't it games are just so unique in that way and uh it's the same with movies like we can love terrible movies for for weird reasons and yeah like, i just I, I love it I, exactly <laughs> <laughs> i love that they're both on this list as you say there you go remake two offering different things for everyone there you go all right number two is black impact I wouldn't say this is my personal favourite track of the soundtrack, obviously, which is why it's number two, but I think it might be the most iconic piece of new music for Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, it actually became uh, sort of a bit of a meme in our house uh, because the remake came out at the same time that Resident Evil 2 the board game did. Um, so any time that we were playing Resident Evil 2 the board game and we would have to spawn the Tyrant miniature into the sort of in, into the playing area, if you like, somebody would do the sort of bass drop noise that's in this song like the it's like oh, here he comes and just that <laughs> that sound became like a thing you know my partner doesn't she's fairly well versed in resident evil by osmosis uh she doesn't necessarily we played revelations 2 together but we, she, she's not really played the games uh but from me playing remake 2 around her she very much became aware of tyrant's theme and how imposing it was and just kind of what that sound sort of meant for you as the player um the beat of this track is scarcely what i'd call percussion it is essentially it, it sounds like giant machines just turning over and clonking and crunching in a weirdly threatening kind of way it's a really mechanical robotic rhythm um that is i'm sure intentionally is basically just meant to sound like footsteps. Um, and it gives Mr. X that Terminator vibe that he needs big time by being a piece of music which is mostly made up of mechanical sounds. And it does all of all these layers of different synth textures as well. Um, and the way that it sort of spins between them is almost sort of nauseating. It's just a bunch of layers of synths and that weird bass drop and stuff. Which makes your blood go go cold, like I said, you know. If if you were listening to this on us Resi fans are a little bit weird and we'll listen to this scary music for our own sort of comfort and joy sometimes. If you're walking home at night down a dark alley and this comes on and that bass drop thing that I mentioned plays, you are looking over your shoulder. There's no question about it. Um it's remarkable how effective this piece of music is considering it is just mechanical grinding sounds and weird pulse sound effects. There's very little actual instrumentation in it. It's just a wall of coming sound. Um, 
And for all the X gone give it to you memes, which were all fun and games, that if I had to pick a reason that I wanted to do this episode, is just to say that I don't think this track gets shouted about really like it should. And much like Hunk's theme in Remake 2 completely just trashed the original in quality. This is way better than the original Tyrant theme from the 98 version. Uh, yeah, just remarkable. Uh, and I am shocked that people don't talk about this music, piece of music the way that I think about it. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, there's been like a lot of agreement on this list. Now, I'm mostly with you here. And oh, here we I go. I will elaborate. <laughs> no, I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I do really love this, and uh, I, I I hear this a lot because I've tested it on like uh, first aid spray video edits and things right. like that. Um, and so all those noises and weirdness are kind of ingrained on me. Um, it uses a kind, a few of what I like to call movie trailer tricks. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that big big dropout sound. You always hear that in a movie. Trailer. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, uh, it's 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 a bit overdone, uh, but you know it's fine and it's good, and you kind of want it in a movie trailer. Um, and something else you always hear in movie trailers, and I definitely have a soft spot for this one. Uh, I do not know the technical term, but I'm going to call it an audio flicker, where basically mm. like a few lines in the bar are cut out, and you get this weird kind of yeah, like, like ra- a stuttering radio tune. Yeah, stuttering, mm. um, but it, you know it's 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 very clean. Um, so it uses them, and so whenever I hear this, I can't remember if this was the music for the trailer of RE2. Um, I have, I'd no have to go back and check, but um, it's a very movie trailer. This music, and uh, it has got the Terminator vibe, as you say. Maybe also verging verging on like a bit of steampunk as well. All that mm. piston machinery mm. closing in on you while you're on some kind of like bad trip. Um, it's. <laughs> It's, it's got like a weird lack of obvious instrumentation, as you say, just a bunch of terrifying noise. I wouldn't have put this at number two. Um, and I was just listening to you talk about it there. And it's, again, like I agree with so much of what you're saying. And But then again, I think because I'm selfish and this isn't what I want for a Mr. X theme, I'm going to stamp my feet and write <laughs> something outlandish on the internet about why I didn't get what I want. And uh, it's... For me, Mr. X is okay. He's obviously based on like a Terminator-like figure, and but I've never bought into this idea that he's mechanical anyway. And I know we know that he's not, uh, at least you know uh, from what we understand. Right. Um, but I don't know. I just think I would have preferred something more closer to horror than sci-fi for Mr. X. It it doesn't mean this music is bad. It is very clever, and for all the reasons you mentioned. I think this is a piece of sci-fi music, mm. uh, mostly. And of course, RE is a mix of horror and sci-fi. Um, there's parts of it where I think, oh, I would have liked less, you know, fewer robot sounds here and more mon- monstery sounds, which is such an arbitrary way to kind of get my point across. Um, I suppose I'm just trying to give like a different, an offer a different take, really, because it is a great piece of music. Um, it's not as good as Collapse, uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> You've put it in number two. There's there's a lot going on in, in this movie trailer, Mister X theme. Um, but yeah, it's a fine choice. I uh, okay, that's fair. I absolutely see where you're coming from. I hadn't thought about the movie trailer thing. You're 100 percent right though. Uh, I am one of those people that hates. I'd say modern day movie trailers, uh, but mm. they've been the same for like 15 years. So what? Well, you know, <laughs> can you call it modern anymore? Uh, all the tropes are awful. That being said. Uh, 
maybe it's maybe I like it more because I've never experienced it in a video game as like an active part of the video game either. It's not just <laughs> you know that bass drop thing as I keep calling it. Is is yeah, I've never heard it as part of like an active video game soundtrack that just occurs throughout the game. It is these days relegated to um movie trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. So so that makes it unique. I see what you're saying about the mechanical sound. Uh but I would say what I like about it is that it separates Mr. X even more so from Birkin. Like Birkin gets the sort of wild out of control and all the choir and all this stuff. Whereas yes. Tyrant yeah. He gets something much more that sounds like he's a he's an intentional creation. You know, yes, he's yes. not a robot, yeah. but he is designed for purpose. It's it's not a piece of music that you would listen to for in the same way that you would listen to most of the stuff. Even something like Mournful, uh, something like Collapse or Expansion. But it, it it's so high up for me because it is so perfectly fit for purpose. It's it. it, yeah. it in the same way that some of your RE3 picks, remember, because where they were in the game, it so perfectly mm-hmm. suits what what I want and what I needed and my experience with Mr. X in this game. Uh, is it a, a technically proficient piece of music? In some senses, but also arguably it's barely music. It is someone went into a factory and just recorded for an hour. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you've basically convinced me. That's completely right, that idea of Mr. X being like a purposeful creation, which does lend itself more to this, yeah, the intricacies of a robot and stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 good. Like I said, I'm not trying to hate on it. I don't dislike it. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> it was just uh, just the take I had. No, that's thought, fair. Uh, yeah, just speak, um, speaking yeah. for the audience. That's fine. No, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, here comes the the big one. Then number one is the rain of morning. So this track may or may not appear on the soundtrack depending on what version because it's not from the actual original game. Uh, this is from the deal, the free DLC. This is the theme that plays during Kendo's Ghost Survivors campaign. Um, if you've been with us since close enough to the beginning of First Aid Spray or you've gone back and listened to all the archives, I, I'm fairly certain that this should be no surprise. I'm fairly certain that I said in that podcast how much I love this piece of music. Um, I think I said it might be one of the best pieces of the music that the series has ever done. If I didn't, all these these three years later, uh, that is certainly what I believe now. Um, 
it's really hard to talk about why in that case when you love something so much it's kind of like how do i kind of put my thoughts together on this it this track has absolutely everything that you need for what it's trying to achieve it has this sort of sad desperation that it starts off with this moment where it kind of almost feels like realization uh in the intro and then you've got this beat and piano that kicks in as you're fighting your way through the street outside kendo's gun shop to get to the rpd and then as you go down the ramp Kendo's watch, I guess we can assume, just starts beeping wildly. And then it's time to effing go. And it kicks off. It somehow manages to combine something that is as emotionally poignant as the Outbreak theme is. And something that is as hype as Revelations 2's Raid Mode into one song. Uh, as you sort of weave through the sewers, as get to, getting to play as Robert Kendo for the first time ever in the series, trying to make your valiant last escape against this huge wave of enemies. As I sort of alluded to, maybe I'm just getting to be a sucker the older I get, but I love a good heroic theme. Um, mm. And of course, this has the brass lead section, so it already gets you know bonus points for that. Um, but if you ever need to get something done, Put this piece of music on and you'll get it done. It it makes me and it might and I assume I'm just going to assume that it makes other people want Kendo to get out so bad that you just head canon that this is real. Like I mean, remake arguably you know in canon that's a whole other debate. If it's if the re, if remake two is canon or it exists in its own universe, I can absolutely argue that this scenario is not a what if as if it was intended this can be canon as far as i'm concerned based purely on how hype the music is alone because i'd be let down if i get through kendo to this awesome track but it doesn't actually happen um it's got this piano that starts off in the intro that then persists into the main part and it's like the leading uh instrument it's got this synth pulse throughout it's got this really sick break beat thing going on I literally could listen to this for hours. I probably have at this point. Um, I don't know how you make dance music in the vein of Resident Evil, but they did it. It feels desperate and heroic. It feels beautiful and bombastic. It's brilliant. It is not just the best track in Remake 2 for me. It's top five, possibly even top three track of Resident Evil, period. So this was... When I wrote this list... Number one, boom, went straight in. Everything else was where the where the decisions had to be made. This was always going to be my number one. Yeah. Um, can I just say, I think it's going to be difficult for me to kind of summarise the track more appropriate appropriately than you have. So I'll just kind of say how it makes me feel. That's um, fine. Th- th- like, this is, a, this is a combination of, like, thumping video game music and cinematic hero orchestra mm. together, like, in the best possible way. Um, yeah, it gets me so amped up, and there's lots of feeling in it as well. Um, in terms of how, like how it sounds, like it's just so crazy that this is in a Resident Evil game. Yeah, right. it has like it's like a dubstep intro, and then a techno track with like operatic layering, and then the Resident Evil piano in there as well. And like you said, it's Resident Evil dance music, and I suppose, I, like I will. This wouldn't be my number one. Uh, I, I'm i with you. This is a fantastic piece of music. Um, this lacks some of the emotion and sensibility of some of the other tracks we've touched on today, particularly those Claire ones. Um, and that's not me saying that this track isn't without those things, but 
I just think some of those other ones have more. Now, um, yeah, it's like Resident Evil dance music. It's like... Um, <laughs> well, we have Resident know, Evil they, jazz they, and Resident Evil dance music on this episode. Yeah. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I think there is a part of me that with this, with this, it's like maybe they were sat there and they're like, okay, what's what's big with the kids these days? And like, like dubstep had already peaked in the UK by this point when the game came out. But I know in the States and Japan, they got it really late and they've been, they were dominated by dance music in 2017 mm. and 18, 19. Um, so this is kind of their way of making a modern Resident Evil dance track that I think that they wanted to get in there. and But the result is brilliant. That's not a criticism. It's so good. Um, I love how Kendo is represented in Remake 2. Uh, we won't go into that now, but like as far as this track goes, it's so strong. I know it sounds a little bit like I'm trying to be down on it. Uh, I'm not. It, it wouldn't be my number one, but this is so incredible that this has ended up in your top spot because I think that... You know, we said at the start about how this soundtrack may get overlooked. Like, this shows the strength in the diversity of this soundtrack. Right. The fact that this is your top spot and all those other things we've talked about so far. So I'm definitely not holding it against you that it's number one. It's just a hell of a track. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's surpri- It surprised me that this was your number one. But listening back to it, I'm just like... God, this is so good. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it's I, another one. It's like Lumen Dread. Like, it's just no right to be this good. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, great choice. Great I, choice. I get, I get that completely. I think uh, if people haven't heard me talk about this before, I think definitely they'll be getting being like, well, what can number one possibly be? And mate, I don't think it's a cheat to pick pick the DLC. Uh, and of course, if we were to do like the the sort of base vanilla game, it couldn't be my number one. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like sometimes when there are just things that connect with you in ways that you can't quite explain why it tops everything else, and it just does. Yes. It just have a it it just has everything that I want out of a Resident Evil soundtrack somehow encapsulated into one track. And what makes mm-hmm. it even better is what I didn't even mention is the fact that it is timed to how you're playing. Like certain parts don't kick in until you get. I mean, uh, that is up until the RPD, which is just a street and half away. But you get this yeah. intro for as long as you essentially want it until you get out into the street and then the piano kicks in. And then when you go down, descend, that's when the rest of it kicks in, which I, is such a cool and unique thing that they actually... I don't know, you're right. Kendo's really cool in Remake 2, so it's really nice that it feels like they actually put some real effort into giving him something really unique and memorable because he's not coming back. When are, when are we going to play as Kendo? When are we going to get to play as Kendo again? You know, So they made it really special in that sense. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's it was I'll say it's an easy number one for me. Yeah. Um, I got some honourable mentions if you like before we close this up. Yes. Yeah. Um, I already kind of mentioned this, um, but the the other Birkin fight, third demise. Um, that's a great part of the game. That boss fight, mm-hmm. um, obviously very memorable. Both characters get to do it or whatever. That's whatever you, however you feel about that. But I'm sure that hammers home the music even more because you hear it so often. Uh, but it is a great piece of music and kind of like Mournful Pursuit. It is a wonderful homage to Birkin of 98. Uh, it was a, That was a really tough choice to have to cleave this out of the top 10. Uh, yeah. You also mentioned that you were happy that there was a non-gameplay piece of music, like a menu piece of music. I actually had Consequence, which is the results screen theme on here for quite a while. 
And then I came back to one point and was like, there is basically nothing to this. I might have some warm feelings about it for whatever reason. Yeah. Again, fit for purpose, not all that interesting to talk about. Uh, but that was one that I was definitely considering. Uh, and also, just a special shout out to Tofu on Fire because yes. it's so ridiculous. Uh, like we were just talking, we just talked about Resident Evil Jazz. We talked about Resident Evil Dance. I, my jaw hit the floor when you yeah. you boot up Tofu Survivor and he gets just insane death metal with. Yep. The most ridiculous shredding guitars. Not like yep. cheesy butt rock, but like real modern death metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so ludicrous that I just couldn't mention couldn't not mention it. Yeah, I think they're great honourable mentions. Third Demise, I think, is probably probably like one of the closest ones to the original. Mm-hmm. So big influences like you know, the influence there. Consequence, as you say, very understated, but very cool. Um a great original one. And Tofu on fire. I mean, it's it's on my gym playlist. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I can't. I can't be dishonest about that. Um, one final point. It's so funny when I went to listen to Tofu on fire. I actually double checked this one on YouTube. The top comment was, uh, "How did they expect me to dodge zombies when my head's banging so hard?" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Who knew that's what we wanted from Tofu? It turns out he's secretly like this big time metalhead. That's clearly what's happened. Right, well, excellent. Uh, This has been a deep dive into the Remake 2 soundtrack, which, as I said at the top, I don't think gets the love that it perhaps deserves. Hopefully there's people that have uh, enjoyed this episode that have come to some sort of like realisation about the soundtrack that they maybe should give it. Give it some time. Give it it a listen. Play the game through with it on. Uh, You know mess with your sound settings and turn the music up a bit more and turn some stuff down and uh yeah really appreciate what the work that's gone into this because it, it i feel like it really is one of the most underrated soundtracks in all of resident evil uh, also in the comments do hit me up if you are a fan of the soundtrack uh let me know what i got wrong let me know why rain and morning shouldn't be number one uh and let us know you know between the two escape the lab themes which is your personal favorite uh, <laughs> With all that being said, Kelsey, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, great soundtrack. Underrated, as you say. Took mm. words right out of my mouth. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and have a good week. <laughs>